Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. You already know we got Big Stir up top. And guess what, guys? I know we usually we come up here, we ask each other how we're doing, we give life updates. But we ain't got no room for no goddamn life updates today. Do you know why, people? You, you gotta know why. It's because Travis Scott dropped utopia the long-awaited album utopia is out now and we are going to get down to the bottom of it we're not going to waste any time we're getting straight to it sterling the travis scott fanato of you know fan of all fans super fan the stan of travis scott what is your initial reaction to the long-awaited utopia I, man, like I, I was, I, I, dude, I'm like speechless. Like at some point, to talk about this at this at this point, it feels like I don't know. Um, it, it feels like I'm floating, and there's, you know, we'll talk about a couple songs in here, or one song in particular. You really do feel like you'd be floating. Um, but dude, I wasn't able to listen to it like when it first first dropped, like the like the night or like running into the next day it dropped. I fell asleep at work the next day, whatever. So I actually had the, I guess the pleasure, it kind of sounds weird to say this, but like the pleasure of like listening to it while I was getting ready in the morning for work, like in the shower and stuff and getting that all spruced up. And I actually ended on the transition from sirens to meltdown. And if you guys don't understand what that means, it's that Drake intro that drake interlude that little funny boy fuck boy drake that he is moving into probably people like equate it to the sicko mode drop because every every album that travis scott's dropped has dropped the past two utopian and and astroworld he hides his features unless it's like a flat out feature like a like tizo touchdown on this one and he like if you look on uh certain apps you you can't they he wouldn't hold the features up there like on the first day that you have it like he, he pops the features up after the fact because he wants you to listen to the album but yeah man i'm we'll get into like more detail but man i'm impressed i'm glad that it turned out to be what it what it was meant to be and yeah let me tell you something so i i waited up for this album and you know, I'm I'm probably gonna get some shit. For, I'm reluctant to even bring this up, to be honest. I'm probably gonna get some shit from it from you for this. But you know, when it initially dropped, so, Spotify, Spotify had the album and Apple Music crashed, and the only thing that was available to listen to was the Beyonce feature. And I wasn't gonna listen to it because I was like. Man, I really just want to like hear this album top to bottom. I don't want to jump around. Like, I just want to appreciate the album from top to bottom. But damn it, it took fucking 20, 30 minutes just to get into just for me to see like when this was going to drop. And I just couldn't wait any longer. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry, people. I couldn't do it. I had to listen to the Beyonce track. And once I listened to that, I was like, yep. Yep. I already know what I'm about to get myself into. I already know what I'm about to get myself into. And so it started off with uh, Hyena, right? And yeah, um, Hyena is the first song. Hyena is the first song. And 
You already know when someone starts off their album with some stupid ass artsy bullshit that sounds cool, but it's but it also is dumb when you really think about it. When you, when they start the intro to the beat on some shit like that, you already know what kind of time Travis Scott is on. He is on some artsy shit. This is going to be an absolute masterpiece. Then that shit just bangs, and it was really a sound that I wasn't expecting at all from Travis. A lot of people are, are equating it to um, the Yeezus album. They're saying there's a lot of pools from there, and a lot. Of, and I think three of these tracks were actually originally supposed to be on Donda, uh, but. You know, Travis took them and recreated them as his own. So there's a lot of yay influence all throughout this album, but it is just an absolute masterpiece. He delivered rappers that are dropping albums today. He made all y'all shits look so fucking weak, son. Like, y'all need to get back to the drawing board. This is the difference between hot rappers and, you know, real artists and musicians, the greats. Like, that shit just, like... It does not compare when you put them side by side. You can hear the difference. Uh, but we're going to get into some more details. Honestly, I really, I really like to go through the track list and kind of just like let's break down some of the highlights of the album and what stood out to you, especially on first drop. And now that we've been sitting on it for a few days now, we kind of have a better feel for what the songs are like. Yeah, um, like, hmm. And I've got, like, obviously I got it up on my phone here, like the track list and it was 19 songs. Um, Obviously K-pop being the single, so I really consider only 18 songs, 18 new songs. And K-pop um, sounded I, better in the whole aspect of the album. Like, in its entirety, K-pop sounded better to me. At first, like, K-pop was kind of a yeah. bullshit song to me. I still don't really go back to it, but when you listen to the album all the way through, that Bad Bunny hit different. <laughs> I was like, oh, Honestly, God. my favorite... My favorite part about the K-pop song is the weekend song. His voice is so melodic, bro. It just be making me feel some type of way. Not like that type of way, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> yeah, it be making me feel a type of way. I mean, it's an hour thirteen, man. Like, if the crazy thing is, I was texting one of my boys, um, that happens to live in New York. Uh, I'll I'll shout him out, Preppy uh, at Preppy on Instagram. Uh, artist, you know, rapper, very, 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 very uh, gifted when it comes to lyricism. Um, I was speaking to him and uh, via via Instagram messaging, I should say. And I was like, yeah, like, have you listened to it? Blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh, I'm only at, like, he was, like, halfway through the album. Something like that. And I was like, dude, I've already listened to this shit twice. <laughs> like, it was too easy. Like, it was too easy for me. Like, it was literally, it's an hour 13, bro. Like, think about it. Like, from where I live right now in Charlotte, right? To go to my hometown, I ain't going to start throwing out hometown stuff and just be like, damn, we know where this boy's from. Like, we know his whole background. We they got your full family. name after last pod, too. So <laughs> I know they could they could pull up. And there's and there's I'm pretty sure there's only like maybe like three other people with my name in in the country. at least. And probably only one um, nigga <laughs> with that. Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> honest to God. Honest to God. You probably right about that, too. But like. <laughs> It would take it takes me roughly around three hours, like a little under three hours to get back. I could have listened to it twice on a ride back to my house, like to my parents. Like, I mean, it's an easy listen. Trackless wise, I know we were kind of on that. I know we kind of bounced for a second, but I was telling my boy, I was like, dude, this man does not miss. There is not an album, not even an EP at this point that Travis Scott has dropped where it's just like, oh, yeah, that was pretty. 
Trevenia. Oh shit! Like, bro, like, what? Like, I mean, the, the the saddest thing in the world to think is, is that obviously with such high expectations, we know how this is. It's not even just with music, with things in our lives. If your expectations are at a sky high, brother, like, and if they do not exceed, or at least, well, they have to usually exceed to even feel like it. Uh, it, it met expectations. If they don't exceed them, like you are disappointed. And I was not a little bit disappointed. Like, for example, like Hyena is the perfect thing to like to start off on. When a song like that starts your album, like Mike was saying, bro, he was trying to give us a little bit of that Trav sound while also like mixing in that like that like a little bit of the Yeezus sound, like mixing it up and giving you like kind of like a, a preview of like like you said, what you're gonna see throughout the album. And the transition down to thank God uh modern jam i mean my eyes i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you the first time i listened to my eyes i wasn't i wasn't impressed oh i love my eyes my one of the the craziest thing about this album for me is my favorite parts and the parts i find myself going back to the most are the real slow just vibey tracks more so than the in your face like I, i don't know why but i'm just really resonating with the my eyes telekinesis uh, till further notice those tracks really just like and- well he made some perfect there's some perfect tracks on this album there's literally perfect tracks perfect 10 out of 10s they're like most music critics will tell you some of these tracks are. oh and there's perfect combination up, but- like three songs in a row uh he's he's got a few like really tough two to three songs in a row that are just like whoa that slapped you in your face fire like um one that sticks out to me the most uh, is I know and Topia Twins, like that back to back right there is just so. And then someone's also got to like put on notice just how phenomenal Twenty One Savage has been the past two to three years, and how he has not missed on a feature on anything that he's done on his own. Like he literally has not missed and has been like the go to feature rapper in today's day and age and he claimed he honestly like not on this track i think this is still like a travis track like the twin bitches hopping off a jet ski <laughs> that's just hard but 21 like hops on a track and he's kind of in that drake wayne but does it differently where when he hops on it it's kind of a 21 track like they adopt his vibe his flow his aura on the track and I feel like he just like really knows how to implement himself on any beat on with any feature that he like uh, stands beside and goes to lyrically. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking tracks, like track list in and of itself, like you know, for example, like I was mentioning, hyena. I really like "Thank God." Um, I really like "Thank God." Um, it's not one. It's not my favorite song. It's definitely is definitely one of my favorites on the album. I don't re-listen to it a ton, but I like the song a lot, if that makes sense. We got Stormy like, on it. Yeah, there's there's little hints at it, man. Like, and he does such a good job at like I don't know, man. He just knows what you want to hear. Like he know it's like he I mean, he might be a demon, but like <laughs> soul to soul. He he knows, like, and, and I'm i I'm sorry, like and I know we're going to talk about favorite and worst tracks, and I might be, you know, sliding into that zone already. You can already. go ahead and get into it. Let's get into it. But, like, personally, 
my least favorite, I mean, like, honestly, the two least favorite, because I, I think I can get on the other one eventually, but um, my least favorites is probably Modern Jam. I know people are going to probably be like, what the fuck is your problem, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, Parasail. And I think I can get on Parasail eventually. Like, personally, I think I can get on it eventually if I listen to it enough. But Modern Jam just throws me off, man. Like, I really don't like the sound that much. Like, I'm telling you, that's probably the one track on the album where I'm like, okay, I could just flat out skip that song. Like, I'm going to have to agree with you. Modern Jam, uh, not that it was bad. Like, from a first listens perspective, I remember, like, really enjoying the uniqueness and the sound that he was kind of going for. But, like, it really has very little replay value for me. Like, I never feel like going back to it. It's, it's also a very left field track for Travis. Like, it has no like, real Travis sound into it, no implementation of his sound. It sounds very, um, it sounds very Beyonce dance album s, uh, yeah. Drake's honestly never mind kind of s type track that, like, it's cool, it's artistic. But like I real I really don't feel the need to go back to it. And then my other least favorite song is probably K-pop. But that's also just because like I feel like I wish he didn't make that the lead off single, and I probably would appreciate the track a little bit more. I mean, honestly, I'm glad he did because it definitely does not. I don't think it fits within the album in and of itself. Though. Like I think you know a lot of times singles, for example, like not for example, but on most albums, people put out a single and the single doesn't sound anything like it's attached to the album. Some people do a really good job of it and like attaching it to the album and the sound that's supposed to be, but like it's it's not. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I like I said, I can't really get on with Paracel. I've only listened to it a few times. Like it's one of the least played songs out of the album. Like the two ones that I mentioned is my least played. But if we're talking about some songs that like, I mean, bro, there's just some stuff on this that I like. It gives me flashbacks to how I felt about like about Astro World, like how in incredibly well done. And I mean, this is a masterpiece in production. I'm gonna go and flat out and tell folks this. It's a it's a it's the greatest produced rap album of the year, and it's gonna be really tough to dethrone that this year, next year, or. You know, there's not many artists that can really potentially dethrone this as the greatest produced album for the next few years, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and, and people in my world, Drake's album, I mean, no, Drake, Drake's production is always good. Like, there's never bad Drake production. But, like, to be at this level and be as creative with production and also let it hit, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get that, man. It's just what it is. And I'm a Travis Scott stand. I'll sit here and tell you, like, you know I'm about to be standing on right beside him uh where he's at but i mean like for example for me and i was kind of alluding to this earlier like sirens or god's country uh, honestly my eyes god's god's country sirens to melt down i mean bro it's just like whoa 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 and everything <laughs> everything just lines up perfectly and then the next song you have playboy cardi bing, bing, bing. <laughs> And oh Deep Voice God. Playboy, he he finally released the Deep Voice rapping. Will that be on the next album? His next album, I don't know, but I didn't even know when I first heard it that that was Playboy. I was like, I was thinking it was another artist up there. Then I saw everyone. They like, had another guy. It was like I'm pretty sure it was another guy. Like he did like a mini, like it's like a hint at Playboy, and then Playboy comes in. Yeah, yeah. Like if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my God. 
oh my god i just i just couldn't like that's the song that's the banger song that's the banger song off the album like that is the song that people will take and like okay like that's the mosh pit track yeah yeah that's the mosh pit track and you obviously have melt meltdown with like drake and um drake on it and the thing is is that like it is a little bit different from sicko mode not in this in the right that it's bad or anything i think i think sicko mode was just i think sicko mode's a one-of-a-kind track personally well yeah I think and sicko no mode was a better track yes sicko mode was a better track i mean it's what it was but it's the way that drake like comes in on the end of sirens like if and also for the people out there that are music fans you aren't a real music fan if you aren't listening to albums with the transitions in order like getting a story you're not like a true music fan you can love music but like you gotta well you gotta at least do it for certain artists like there's some artists that like only make playlist type albums and i'm checking for the best features that i want to see the ones that i think are going to be your club hits but when somebody like travis drake kendrick kanye and j cole people like that you got to just sit down Give yourself an hour 30, however long the album's going to be, sit down and listen to it from top to bottom in the best audio experience way that you could do it and just allow yourself mm -hmm. to appreciate the way that they wanted you to hear this album played. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, I think that, like, that track, it was the fact that was Drake was on it that obviously people get hyped about. But, I mean, bro, he said, and I even used it in my Instagram cash. I can't even cap with y'all, bro. Like, tea time. Tea time, like I got a cup of this shit. I mean, brother, he could be talking about golf. He talked about golf and tea, and like it, it could be in reality, it's like a triple because I thought of it like this, right? This is where the triple. It's a, definitely a double, right? Definitely a double entendre. But like tea time, as in golf, right? You got tea time for golf. Like you got to set up a tea time for the ladies out there, or even the guys that don't play golf like that you gotta set up a tea time like you gotta go to that shit like and tea time is worth the boys and then tea time is like okay spill the tea yeah spill the tea and then it's like tea time i'm gonna knock off your head like tea time yeah and that's the golf it's like an intertwine with the golf reference on top it's just a and i don't want to make this like about well one thing i do have to say we were shitting on drake's uh, gun references in a song, but on fucking meltdown, that shit go hard. He's like Aaron. It's like a money counter. That that shit hard, bro. But I don't want to like. Obviously, we get into a Drake rabbit hole like every other podcast. But man, yeah, when yeah, he pops yeah. up and does something, he's the biggest person in the space. We got to talk about it. But one thing that really stood out to me about Drake on meltdown that I kind of like want to see if you were kind of thinking the same thing. When I heard him coming out taking shots at Pusha T, taking shots at Pharrell, taking shots at Pharrell, dog. Pharrell, Pharrell he don't be doing nothing. He's like a literal like monk, Buddha, Buddhist type fucking dude in the rap game. Doesn't shit on has I've never heard him in any beef. And Drake is a realist, bro. Buys all his chains, melts it down, so we ain't rocking Louis no more because V's gone. Like, bro, Drake is different, but. What this really makes me excited for is because he came out and said for all the dogs is two weeks away. And nothing in my right mind makes me feel like Drake gave Travis this feature and 
he wasn't going to bring that energy on his album. There's no way Drake gave Travis all these gunshots and he's not going to, to me personally, and I know that we always get, we always get duped when it comes to Drake. But to me personally, this was a message. This was a message to Pusha T, Pharrell, anybody who's been coming at Drake, like, no, 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 no. When he said Teton, 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 he was not talking about meltdown. He was talking about for all the dogs. This is a precursor. He said, I left, these are scrap rhymes on some throwaway pages. When for all the dogs come out, I hopefully expect Drake to send gunshots everywhere and i'm i'm gonna be waiting for it and the funniest thing is bro like they can't even do shit like on some of these guys that actually came from the streets be like yeah i'm gonna kill that nigga i'm gonna do it nah bro he's so well protected bro he, paid all types shit, of, bro. Like, he got he got protection out the ass but to get back to the album i think you're right and i'm excited for all the dogs i cannot wait wait to talk about that as well that i mean these are the two i mean those two albums in and of itself like utopia and then for all the dogs are the two most uh anticipated, anticipated album for the year yeah like there's there's no there's no other albums to even talk i mean like not to talk about but like those are the most anticipated there, there will be good albums there'll be great albums but pink tape was pretty on, anticipated as well yes pink tape was anticipated and that boy went <laughs> <laughs> i can't even say you're a lot of you bro i ain't listened to a song for pink tape since the damn shit came out bro <laughs> since it came out thank god for fucking utopia bro thank god for utopia thank god for utopia save my life save my save my uh my ears because i actually have a, a large amount of quantity to go to in terms of what i want to listen to but talking about the second half of the album schizo man bro my boy brought in thugger 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 and which thug everybody's went, going to yeah i mean thug went crazy bro like i i just don't know like utopia i mean topia twins like topia twins Topia Twins lost forever. I mean, and I don't even like Kid Cudi, and you you know how I feel about Kid Cudi, bro. Like he did the second half of the album is the best part of the album. Oh I yeah. Mean, oh as, yeah. Aside from Parasail and I guess K-pop, like dude, he really got into a real artist, a super artistic bag on that side of the album, and it was super cool to see because like obviously Travis, um, also Travis is confirmed dating SZA now. Um, by the way, um. And it's just like super cool to see him just like take all these different sounds. Obviously, SZA was on one of the tracks being telekinesis with future. Yeah, beautiful. That shit. Beautiful. And that's the that if, for the people that haven't listened to the album in full yet, haven't had a chance, and their life gets crazy. Like, honestly, fuck your life, bro. Like, you should have been you should have been listening to the tracks. But like, um, the thing is that song, real life. When people be putting up TikToks and videos of like this song made me want feel like I was floating. I swear to God, bro. Whenever I heard SZA come, I said, hold, hold, hold up. And you already know that, you know, they had the SZA track uh, from years ago with Travis and her. What was it? Um, what's the name of the track, Mike? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart. But, Blanking. But yeah, I 1000% agree with you, man. When I first heard Telekinesis, like, so I know I mean, we were going to get into it, but I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Go ahead and like mention it right now. Telekinesis is by far my favorite track on the album. By far my favorite track on the album. When I first heard it, I just could not believe what I was listening to. Like it was just so beautiful, so melodic. Future obviously does what Future does on it. Um, 
when SZA came in, I was like, I literally, when SZA came in, it felt like I left my body. Like I was like, whoa, because I was not, I was, yeah, it was out of body experience. Like I did not expect that at all. And then a transition from telekinesis to, uh, till further notice with 21 Savage, Metro Boomin producing the track was just absolutely like those last two. I like when I go back and listen to the album, I start off with telekinesis and let it run through till I further notice. And then I hit other tracks from the album. Like that's how I hop in my car every single time I'm running telekinesis till further notice. And then it's like, okay, let me listen to the other tracks on the album because that one, two punch. And when you were saying how after it hit that bottom half was like, your favorite part and you felt like it really stood out for the album. The way I kind of listened to it was like the bottom half of the album to me was what sounded like what Travis really wanted to make. Like that was the sound that he really wanted to make. And the first half of the album was like, Hey, get your money, get your numbers up. We need some radio songs. He's still artistic. He's still going to be Travis. We know that without a doubt, he's not going to just completely bum out and give you just plain old radio, but he's going to give you Travis radio songs. That's what the first half sounded like to me. But the second half was just like, this is the type of sound I've been working on for the few, past few years. This is the type of like way I'm trying to push the rap sound, the spacey, futuristic sound. And this is what I came up with. And this is what I wanted just to make. Can't get up. Oh my god, bro. I'm dude, I'm this it sucks because obviously for the people listening, for the people watching, like, dude. I like I would literally sit here and talk about this for two hours, like two hours straight. Easy. Not even wouldn't even like blink. Wouldn't even blink. <laughs> wouldn't even think about anything about it. But like obviously we can't sit here and talk about it forever. You gotta keep you guys entertained on other topics as well. But I do want to end it off in a, a couple comments that I do want to make about the album that I was a little bit upset about, to be honest. Or honestly, only really one thing that score upset me. And score it, and then automatically, I think we kind of gave our, I guess, I didn't give my favorite, but I would just kind of loop that in my feedback. But um, I was a little upset Don wasn't on this album, bro. Like, I really would have loved to hear Don Tolliver instead of Young Lean and then the Dave Chappelle. <laughs> um, I I appreciate it, but I think it would have almost been too predictable. Like, yeah, super predictable is Drake and Travis together on a track after the uh, the Astroworld um, album. But like, dude, like Don and Travis, like that's his little protege, bro. Like, and this, this album sounds like it was made to have a Don Tolliver feature, but for me, I, I feel like Travis is a type of artist where he's not going to force anything. Like, I'd imagine that there was a couple Don Tolliver tracks that were on the, like, let's, fed him out, let's yeah. cut this down. And Travis is like, you know what? Like, at the end of the day, these are the top tracks. And I'm not going to force it for, like, no one. And that's kind of how I... That's kind of what I think happened. And, I, like, I, I feel like there's no way there weren't any tracks that um don wasn't on that travis had to pick from but he was probably when he was cutting it down like you just he just didn't make the cut at that point and it was probably no fault to don or anything it's just like these songs are just on a different level i think quite frankly like he would have been on um the i know track i, know. I could see him like coming in on that song and like hitting a little like 35 40 second verse 
and just ripping that out. But I mean, or on the chorus there, I would really love them on I mean, my think, eyes too. Like, I feel like he could oh, have done yeah. some damage on my eyes. That sound would have been crazy. Yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, overall, I mean, I love you, Travis. I really do. I really, really, really do. Like two two things. Um, I'm gonna hit my. I, I said my worst tracks in the song, not worst, but my least favorite. I should say. Obviously, Modern Jam and Parasol. If I had to choose between the two, probably be Modern Jam. My favorite song on the album is hard because I have a lot of favorites. And I'm not going to say Telekinesis because I love Telekinesis. I think it's a great song. Um, I really want to say God's Country, bro. And that might be off because a lot of people are going to say probably My Eyes, Meltdown, obviously. Fiend for some people. Telekinesis is definitely going to be up there for a lot of people, too. Um, and even schizo um until until for the there's so many to pick from which is awesome um but i think god's country i don't know the sound of it just makes me feel really like i don't know the vibe i feel like kind of like a badass but i'm also kind of subtle at the same time you know what i'm saying like it's like a real like weird vibe that was uh, um, one of the tracks that was originally supposed to be on donda yeah i mean it's one of those five like i'm not even the biggest kanye fan in the world but like if that was gonna it was on donda i'm glad it's i think the ones that was originally supposed to be on donda was god's country um telekinesis which was future sounds on donda and uh the last one was was it sirens it might have been sirens well there's a sound in there that i'm drawing a blank on the last one it might have been sirens but i know for a fact that god's country and telekinesis were originally donda tracks yeah i mean fantastic i'm glad they're on utopia i think it definitely uh shot out the album really well um in terms of a rating um because the only like i said the only disappointment i have from the album in and of itself is genuinely the fact that don wasn't on it um because i'm a big don Tolliver fan too you'd think i'd go down the lineage like kid cuddy to travis to you know don now i don't like kid cuddy sorry guys i'm not um, big on kid cuddy either <laughs> That boy made that he ruined Moon, bro. He ruined that song to me personally. Bro, my my boy, real life, make me want to jump out a window and smoke a blunt at the same time. But like, I don't know how. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that. He's still um, living off that one album, bro. To me, <laughs> personally. I mean, dude. The, hey, do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. I ain't, I ain't mad at him. Um, but rating wise, and so I don't want to seem outlandish, right? I don't want to seem outlandish for the people listening and for the people watching. I don't want to seem outlandish. Obviously, I'm a Travis Scott stand. I will continue to stand on that. That's something that I will not like unless he just goes and kills a baby or something. I honestly still like him. Um, but nine one. Okay. Uh I can't give it a perfect 10 because the thing is, if it was a perfect 10 in my eyes, this is the, if it was a perfect 10, it would be a perfect 10 of Parasail and um, Modern Jam were on the tracks. Were on the track list. How does it stack I'm up to you, you in his uh, four solo albums? I gotta even remember what his solo albums are. Uh, Rodeo, um, Birds, Astroworld, and now uh, Utopia. Damn, Rodeo's fucking hard to beat, bro. Like, that's such a good... I mean, they were fucking phenomenal. Um, Well, yeah, Solo, because the other one was with uh, Quavo. Um, damn. Well, Jack Boy's 
well, Jack Boys wasn't either. So it's Utopia, Astro, Birds, and Rodeo. Um, fuck, dude. I think, dude, this is so hard, man. Out of the four, how do I rank this one? Because it's like, I think it's better than Birds. It's better than I Birds. think it's And I love Birds. Birds was a great, great album in my eyes. Um, Rodeo's tough because it's so nostalgic, you know? Um, and so is Astro World, so it's kind of hard to pick. I think eventually, I'd put it at number two. Why do I put it at number two? Because I think eventually it will su- supersede and become my number one. Not because of recency bias, because I genuinely think the artistry on this one was, the so, artistry was better than So Astro what's World. the, I don't think. What were the others? So if it's that two, um, what's one, three, and four? One, one is obviously Astro World, bro. Um, and then four is going to be Burrs. Three is going to be Rodeo. Um, yeah, that's how it's going to go. Uh, that's just how I see it. I don't think most people would disagree. I think the top two right now would be Astro and Utopia, but, um, for most people. But. Yeah. So let me go ahead and give my score. You, we got nine, one from Sterling. What I'm kind of, yeah, I'm giving a score, man. And once again, I just want to give Travis his props. This is, this is real art, real music. It's, it's very rare these days that we get super giddy and super excited on a music drop like this. And I really appreciate it even more when an artist is able to make us do this. I personally think this album right here for me makes Travis jump J. Cole. I think he's, I think okay. he jumps J. Cole now. Okay. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I don't think it's in a debate at that point. He People jumps J. Cole and he's, you know, he's right there with, he's right, he's hanging out with Future. Future's above them just because Future's got so much cachet and so much catalog that you can't just like, you can't jump them that easily. But I mean, I think Travis is hotter than Future right now, but like, I just can't put oh, yeah. him above them. But I think this album makes him jump above J. Cole. Um, so with that being said, my score, I am going to go 8-7. Mm-hmm. And eight seven is really high for me because the way that I the way I score these things is I try to think about you know the greatest albums of all time that I hold really high and where I would rank those at and then try and put them in the grand scheme of things. So eight seven is really high. And if I'm talking about where I place this in his solo album discography ranking, it's his best album. It is his best album. It might not be the most radio-friendly album. That's not what this is trying to do. He is past that. If you're looking for Travis Scott to be the most radio-friendly person, guess what? You should have. I hope you enjoyed it. You were outside hanging out when he gave you all the other albums because Travis Scott has left that atmosphere. He's no longer one of them. Travis Scott is now Kendrick and Kanye. He's not looking for the radio anymore. Travis Scott is looking for the absolute best musical artistic album he can put out. And he's trying to be viewed as one of the legends in the space and one of the trendsetters. Utopia is his number one album to me as far as sonically produced and just a sonic sound. I'm going to have to put it number one. I hope it's not recency bias. It might be recency bias, but at the same time, I don't feel like it. And I have to have number two as Astro World, 
Um, number three is Rodeo. Number four is Birds. But Birds probably has some of my favorite, like, single tracks on, like, out of all the albums. Like, Birds got some tracks that, like, take me back to a I whole put, nother I memory. Eight in the leader. <laughs> oh, my God. That takes me back to some memories in college that, like, those are just, those are priceless memories. So, but yeah. Utopia's yeah. his best album to me. I'm going to give it an 8-7. Sterling gave it a 9-1. So, you know you're doing big business. I think I read that his uh, his first week sales might be 800K. Who's out here doing 800K in a rap game these days? Who's out here doing that shit? His fourth, it's not happening. His streaming numbers on Spotify for his fourth day is still higher than any person's first or any rap artist's first day streaming days this year. He's out here killing the game. He's about to surpass Morgan Wallen for the number one track with Meltdown. If y'all don't bit this boy, if y'all don't get Drake and Travis to fucking take Morgan Wallace bitch ass out of here, yo, I'm going to be so fucking sick, dog. I'm so tired of seeing his ass number one on every fucking chart I see, bro. It's time to get this nigga out of here. We done got, we done brought out the big guns. Travis, Drake is coming two weeks ago. I hope to not see Morgan Wallace's name on no motherfucking chart no time soon. That's no, where I'm going to leave it at. I was going to say just one thing before we exit the topic. If first off, if you're fucking listening to the radio still, you need to fucking get an iPhone, get a Spotify or an Apple Music subscription and get the fuck off the radio. Nobody wants to be on the radio anymore. The radio doesn't make money like it used to. If you're listening to the radio, you're either 65 and don't care to probably don't even know how to use a, a subscription and don't know how to set up auto pay on it. And t- or two, you really are that down bad, my boy, because when you're down bad, that's what you do. um but that being said fantastic album you know i'm gonna clap it up for you my boy travis hopefully one day i can meet you i'd love to meet you i feel like you're not that intelligent but i think your music is great um i mean hopefully you look me in my eyes too if when we meet you you ain't looking at the ground like you always be doing for some weird ass reason yeah like bro like you know you need to look at like i don't know maybe my eyes was damn i could i should have said that in the segment but um (laughs) Nah, um, and so kind of just rolling into a, a way different topic than one of the greatest greatest albums of the last decade. Ooh, I did say that. Um, is are aliens real people? So I mean, I don't want to get on my conspiracy bullshit, Joe Rogan soapbox. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the congressional hearings with some folks that have worked at Area 51, pilots, etc. Basically, they have found that they have found extraterrestrial, not necessarily beings, but amoebas, essentially parts and plants and organisms from outside of this universe. And there was a a, a person that did speak about gray figures, gray figures and also UFOs. Like strictly saying, yes, the United States has knowledge of UFOs and we have seen them. They are not just random I, I, things. I thought he said we have uh, we're in possession of some of them. Yeah, they're in possession. They 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 pick them up so people don't realize that they're there, basically. Um and so they kind of I just want to kind of hear your thoughts on it. Like first things first, I want to ask you, Michael, did you believe aliens were real in the first place? Absolutely. Like, 
Absolutely. There was zero doubt in my mind that aliens um, were real. We, and the main reason why me and my dad, we used to, it's crazy because we used to talk about this all the time. We would talk about aliens and how cool it would be for them to show up. And, you know, we were, there was literally not a doubt in my mind because to me, it doesn't even make sense. Like I couldn't fathom the thought that we're the only uh, intelligent beings in this galaxy that they say is infinite. How is that even possible? Like, I feel like at some point it would have had to create something at least remotely similar to us or remotely similar in intelligence to us. And there has to be something. If we're the smartest things in the motherfucking galaxy, yo, whoever y'all be praying to, he ain't that good. <laughs> Bro's really not that good with it, bro. Because if we're his, if we're God's greatest creation, my dog. Uh, we truly are his greatest creation, my bro. He probably did not win the science contest where he came from. <laughs> I'm being dead ass. So oh, I, I do believe in aliens. I, I just think that it only makes sense that there's something else out there. Um, but, you know, before we dive into it a little deeper, did you ever believe in aliens? What was what was your thing? Well, obviously, like I'm being of religion, like I'm I'm just, you know, I'm religious to a to a fault right like i understand like science is, is a thing and whatnot and that's why people gave oprah flack a few years ago like actually more than a decade ago about her being a scientologist or whatever which is it is what it is she's a fucking billionaire i don't give a fuck what she does i want to make her money um but i was in this headspace where i was like oh like i believe they're real but i don't like, if I can get proof that they're real, I will, like, 100% believe it and be all in for it. So now it's kind of gotten to that point where I'm like, damn, like, these niggas really are real. Or there's definitely extraterrestrial creatures. But there's, I mean, like, like you were saying, like, it's hard to fathom as an intelligible being that there isn't anybody out there or anything out there that doesn't resemble a human being in the infinite galaxy, as you said, right? I mean, there really isn't a way to fathom that there's not some realist, realistic thought that we have in our head, but like, damn, they really might be real. And that doesn't mean that God's not real for the folks out there, too, that like are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We don't want to get on the topic of religion. We, we refrain from it. It's not one of the things that we like to talk about because not our not not our place, right? We're not as, and I'll be 100% honest with you, the reason is because we're not as intelligent on that either, not or intelligible, I should say. I don't want to sit here and talk about something I don't know a shit ton about. Um, but what I do say is, yeah, like, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that it's fine. It take it took a congressional hearing. And you know what was all over? This congressional hearing was over the fact. It's about money, bro. <laughs> they were wondering where the money was coming from. The United States government was like, why is there money going to these places? We don't have any idea why or where it's going. That's well, what it's about. If if that didn't happen, nobody knows this. And another crazy thing is, too, and, you know, uh, one of the questions that they were asking and one of the things that the Navy SEAL had to give a testimony to on oath, he was saying that, you know, there is knowledge that there are alien beings and they're doing harm to Americans. And he uh, he agreed, like they asked him, are these alien beings doing harm to, you know, human beings? And he said that, like, you know, I, he can't give out specific details, but he said it, it would blow your mind 
to know the things that they're doing and some of the things they're doing is really disgusting. So I've always been someone who believes that, you know, not only are aliens real, but I believe that I've always been someone who believed that we've been in contact with aliens on some playing field, but that's just something that will never leak its way down until it's absolutely, you know, we're not ready for that. We're not ready for that kind of shit as a society. I think that, you know, there are, and I don't know what type of contact, like I'm not over here saying like, oh my God, like there's aliens in the Oval Office and they're sipping fucking Teton, 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 Teton. They're <laughs> like, how we about to fuck up all these niggas? And these aliens come over here and they're like, you know, you know, it's some crazy shit to control these niggas. They're like, what? Crack. <laughs> <laughs> it just dropped that shit on us but nah that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying that like if aliens were real and there are ufos like to me it just it doesn't make sense that we wouldn't have any sort of contact with them any sort of knowledge on them. i feel like we're not privy to that i feel like that's what you know the pentagon is all about area 51 all that kind of shit like we've probably been gathering evidence probably been making some sort of contact the whole time when even in the Joe Rogan interview when he's talking to Elon Musk and Elon Musk is trying to say that it's very unlikely that there's alien beings that shit don't he don't even like he's telling the truth like like it don't even sound right coming out of his mouth like everything Elon says is so profound and he's always like thinking past everyone and for him to be like yeah I don't see that there's any it's probably very unlikely like to me it sounds like this nigga hiding some shit like that, that's where my brain goes my brain goes like he's hiding some shit like oh it's very unlikely that this alien is like okay and you come out you come up with a new fucking brilliant idea every fucking two months and you want me to believe there's no goddamn aliens around nah man it's it's wild because like for me like the thing that everybody's been saying while i was talking about with my coworkers, like nobody's talking about it like it's not being talked about enough like because one of the things that they were like they were saying is like oh like like one of the guys i work with and this isn't a, a shot at him or anything he's a great guy like i really really like him i enjoy him He's like a really, really religious guy. Just went on a, like a mission trip, all this stuff. And um, he's like, "Does that guy like look okay?" That was like testifying. Did he not like look a little bit crazy? Or like, I'm like, dude, he's already a little bit fucking crazy. He's a seal. Like, he's already crazy in the head to start in the first place. Like before he was like a seal and like been doing the shit. But people don't say that type of stuff and be and are so. What's the word? A uh, fluid in it without having genuine knowledge like you know when someone's telling you a lie like most most intelligible people can tell you that anybody can really even kids can tell when you're lying at some point like they understand it like that dude the he looked scared when he was talking he mentioned he was he feared for his life like the things that they're he's on oath He's like, the things that you were asking me could be put my life at risk. Like he was answering them as vague and as um, descriptive as he possibly could at the same time, kind of playing both sides of the coin. And, you know, like you were saying about people um, not really talking about it, I think it's because like big whoop, like there's so much crazy shit. Like we're like, if you think about it, our society is advancing at such a rapid pace, like, and the way techno uh, technological advancements work 
is it's uh it goes like this it, it starts at a slow grind and then it's a very rapid increase in technological advancements so every single day we're getting new information about oh my god there's studies showing that we can uh reverse aging that's been coming out there's studies showing that you know we can take molecules and create cookies out of thin air or have um unlimited reusable energy for free and all this kind of stuff is coming out at once and so the fact that aliens are real one most of us knew that shit already you just confirming what we already believed was real that is not the news to us you saying that there's ufos that we've already had videos of and took pictures of and is going around uh, Twitter and all that bullshit. You saying that there's aliens that we like most of us, or I feel like a lot of people at least clearly believe that that is a strong possibility that there are aliens in real life. That's not going to move the needle for us. You know what we want to see? You know what be real news? You say you got a UFO. You say you got non-biological specimens or non-human biological specimens uh, retrieved from that UFO. How about you let us see it? How about you like? How about you make it more uh, open, make the knowledge more open to what's going on? Like, what do you think this is? Is there any is there any studies going on that's showing like, OK, like what's so what's different about these non-human biologics that we're finding? What's what's more advanced about the UFO? That how is their UFO getting over here? Are we are we breaking down the UFO and really trying to figure out what parts are going into it and how it's actually running? Those are questions I want to know. There's, there's a, there's a, somebody made a statement that they're basically some of the technology that they have found is 10 years beyond where we are right now. At least, at minimum, 10 years. That's a decade. And to put that in perspective for the folks out there, that means both Michael and I will be 36 years old, roughly. 36. Don't that means we probably have to. Ca- <laughs> I mean, I mean, just I got to. That means the likelihood is we probably have a house kid. Or, or or at least a wife and a house. And there's probably a, a million y'all listening to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, that, and the thing is about that, it's just like, the scary thing is, is what you said earlier, right? It's like, a lot of people have the thoughts of aliens. It's like, oh, they're not going to want to hurt humans, like, right? Like, they're not going to want to hurt us, blah, 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 all this stuff. Why the fuck wouldn't they do that, bro? That's what humans, that's what we did as, a, it started as humans doing it to animals and to like creatures like dinosaurs except or trying to to those creatures and then it started to become successful then you have the europeans who became like started bogging down on lower ethnicities being like the indians in the united states and other areas of the world and then now you have a completely extraterrestrial beings or or uh species of things that will literally have the knowledge, the not education, but the knowledge and the ability to do the same exact thing. You know, the, you know, the you know, the, you know, the saying history repeats itself. Yep. That's literally what is happening because he's saying things they're doing disgusting things. So disgusting can be taken in so many different contexts. So he can be like literally disgusting, like I'm throwing up or I'm puking or I'm pooping or whatever, like that type of thing. Or it could be like, oh my gosh, like I've never even seen that's some people use disgusting when they haven't even seen that type of way of torturing or killing or hurting people or torment. 
Like, they literally haven't seen it, so it's unfathomable. The only word they can think of is disgusting. That's the scary part for as a human being, and not in the United States in general, but just as a human being in general, when there's obviously a, a higher, um, more intelligent being somewhere in the uh, in the world, or in the uh, not the world, well, I guess they're walking the world or something like that. I do think, this might be me getting on the soapbox about conspiracy. I do believe there are extremely few but I do believe there are aliens that walk as humans. Oh, 1,000. 1,000%. 1,000%. And to go on the point that you were saying, like, why wouldn't they hurt us? I feel like the only reason why they wouldn't hurt us is I don't think they would hurt us in the way that we think they would. Because to me, if they can get here and we can't get there, I don't see what's so great about Earth to them. I don't think they would want to conquer us. Earth is a dying planet. It's literally dying. If we know it's dying and they're here and they can get here, they probably know it's dying too. I think that to us, what we are to them is just like what we do to monkeys, to animals, where we're test subjects. They might actually test shit on us. These diseases that like we could be coming... They could be putting shit in the atmosphere, doing certain things that we don't know and testing shit on us like we're just fucking lab rats or some dummies and just seeing, oh, let's see how this shit works. Let's see how the crack epidemic makes these niggas act before we start taking it. <laughs> let's see how that works. Oh, I don't man, know. He wilded out over the damn. He tweaking for real. He tweaking. Oh, we ain't going to do that one. <laughs> we going we gonna to leave that one for the humans. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But no, so I no. mean, I do think that there are aliens walking amongst us. Uh, and I imagine that they're like not, I'd imagine that they're not like normal either. Like they're probably in positions of power and not the positions of power that we think. Cause we think that what we see on TV is the positions of power. No niggas, the real people running this fucking world. You have never seen their face. I can promise you that. I can promise you that the people that are really running shit behind closed doors, you have never seen their fucking face and you do not know their name and you will never know of them because that's how they want it and need it to be. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, real. Yeah, that's true. Real power is being able to have what you want, how you want it. And like, I mean, it's kind of crazy because I'm sure, you know, these these extraterrestrial beings or, you know, this whatever galaxy they're in or whatever not it may or may not be have the ability to basically know what's going to happen these types of things like and for 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 all i know like you know as a specifically talking to american americans not talking about any other countries because some other most other countries are more reasonable than america america is probably the most least one of the least reasonable countries in the world in terms of just about everything. Food, politics, rights for people point blank, doesn't matter what type of rights, gay rights, marriage rights, women's rights, whatever. Like, there are probably things that they have already the answers. Oh, we could probably solve this, but we'll just see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Like, we could probably figure this out, but uh, we'll kind of see what happens. But you know, it is a scary and also like a real, uh, a surreal moment for us in this in time to realize this is happening, and there are people out there with 
knowledge that they will they will probably never even see the day to be able to genuinely disclose the exact information that they know. We can't even get real clarity around what happened to JFK and when we all know the CIA sniped that nigga. (laughs) So you know we're not going to hear about no aliens. Come on, man. Well, I mean, and and, and we've we've spoke about this in private. We spoke about, I've spoken about with not just yourself, but other people I'm sure you have as well. It's like, there are certain secrets that America in general, just specifically talking about America, but not only America, but the human race has that we will never know. There are things that we will never know, and we have to obviously accept that. And one of the things that people wanted to always know is if are aliens real? Are there extraterrestrial beings? Are there things that live outside of this this world? Whatever it is. And that leads me into our next segment. Actually, not at all. It doesn't lead us into the next <laughs> segment at all. But we, we, we make it work. Talk, talking about some pop freaking culture, some real pop pop. Um, you know, we, we, we don't really dig into the bar stooly type of stuff most of the time, but I had to talk about it. I saw it on the internet. I was like, this shit's kind of wild, but for all the ladies listening, I'm sure you guys heard of Alex Earl. I'm sure she was, she is the it girl was the it girl on TikTok, um, before Brecky Hill. And I guess like Olivia Dune or whatever came around, like a Dunn Dune, whatever you call her. I don't, I don't really care. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Liv. Um, but she was caught cheating on Braxton Berrios. Shout out North Carolina. Shout out NC, baby. Let's yes, go. He, he bagged one of the baddest girls on on TikTok. Um, but got cheated on. Um, <laughs> but and not the. This is the twist, guys. Listen, listen. Braxton Berrios is you know he's a average NFL player, like slightly above average. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna throw sh- uh, him no shade or nothing. Slightly above average NFL player, making good money, does well for himself, looks pretty good looking guy in my like in my opinion. Alex Earl being the it girl of TikTok, caught cheating on Braxton Barrios with not only just another guy, but a 17-year-old. Yes, you heard me right. I said 17. And now we ask, how does this happen? So apparently the story is she was up in Montauk, and I'm you should have shot at our at our girl Kelsey about this to get some more information about because I'm sure she knows about it. Um, but there's apparently like a super like hype place that everybody goes to. Like it's also like kind of expensive. Apparently it's like ten to fifteen thousand dollars just to get a table there. But it looks like a fucking crab shack, to be honest with you, bro. Like it literally looks like shit. Um <laughs> And they have to scan, check IDs before they come in, blah, blah, blah. But the 17-year-old kid apparently is like a, he's a, an heir to like, fuck, what he's is it? He's a grandson like an, to like a fashion designer. Yeah, like, of a, it, look, he's gonna, the kid's going to have a lot of money in a few years. Um, just by the fact that he's an heir to one of the, one of like a very, very successful brand. But. Yes, yeah, so she gets caught like making out with him. I don't know the, I don't know the extension of like, if they went and did more, but I just want to back it up for a second. For all the ladies out there, man, telling you for all the ladies out there saying men are men are men are dogs or men men are pigs, they be cheating and shit. No, no, no. Your girl got caught in 4K. (laughs) 4K, she is one of the most polarizing figures, like I said, from TikTok that has been on the app since the insemination of it or the inception of it. 
and she got caught cheating with a 17 year old when she's with an NFL super or NFL star. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna let that slide. It's not gonna happen today. So and let's keep it a is, buck. If it was a dude, we already know oh, the yeah. story ends. Yeah. Oh, like oh, like well, what's wrong? Like she she made out with the 17. Like she made out with another guy. Like no, 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 <laughs> dude. He's 17. Is she? Is she even trying to defend herself? Which I respect. She's like, oh, I, I thought he was of age. Like she didn't even like address the fact that she was cheating. Like <laughs> she didn't even address the fact she was cheating. It was. It, she was like, oh, like I thought he was 21. Like you have to like have your ID. But like obviously he's got clout because he's very wealthy. Um, just like most of the people that can come in there are pretty well off. That's where it leads to the point where how does this even happen? I just want to get your thought. I don't know how 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 inept you are on it, Mike. Uh, like in terms of what happened, but I'm curious to just hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, so uh, I did a little research before the pod. I I didn't know too much about it when you put in the doc, but when I was doing the research, I was like, yeah, we need to talk about this. This is crazy. <laughs> so one, I'm gonna I'm a killer because like I'm not gonna let her little defense on TikTok just go that easy. I'm a, I'm gonna throw some shots at her, but before that, I do. I do gotta I gotta defend her on so on something, and in order to that I gotta do a little backstory. You gotta roll rewind it back a little bit to how her and Braxton got together in the first place. So if you do not know, Braxton Berrios was uh, previously with a supermodel named Sophia Culpo, and how her how him and Alex Earl came about there was a lot of controversy that she found herself in as well in that situation when i was doing my research what i found was that um apparently she was messing with braxton barrios and there was uh there was some overlapping in their relationship and when they got together with braxton barrios and sofia copo's uh relationship and so apparently she was getting a bad rep and this is not her first time a lot of people coming at her and people were coming at her saying she's not a girl's girl. And I just wanted to highlight this. I wanted to rewind and take this back just so I can school all the women out there and just let you know what's real and what's not real. Cause I saw, I was seeing that everybody was sending shots her way. You're not a girl's girl. How could you go after another girl? <laughs> Shit. What the fuck are y'all doing? Cats need to chill out. All right. Sorry about that. The cat's going crazy. But I saw a lot of people saying, uh, you're not a girl's girl. How could you go after another woman's man like that? All right, ladies, I'm talking to you. I know I do not have to talk to the fellas out here because we know exactly what's good. But I'm going to talk to the women out here. When it comes to going after another person, it seems like you women get clouded with this whole girl's girl, don't go after another. Yo, if I see a chick and she's with a dude, as long as that dude ain't my homeboy or we don't see each other on some uh, back and forth shit on a back-to-back basis, she's up for grabs. It's as simple as that. I owe nothing to that nigga. Not a damn thing at all. I do not feel bad for you, my nigga. Not at all, my bro. Because if you really had it like that, she wouldn't be breaking her neck looking another way. That's the way I see it. I feel nothing for that dude. It is a dog-eat-dogs world. The only time I feel for that dude is if it's a friend of mine and vice versa, whatever. 
in that type of situation, yeah, you got to hold some restraint. But if it's just a random girl out there, she says she got a boyfriend. I don't know the boyfriend. I don't give a fuck about that boyfriend. Even if I know of him, but we have, we don't have no communication or nothing like that, I do not care. So women, stop coming after other women and expecting them to respect that. That is not their responsibility. The only person responsibility it is to respect that is the person you're in the relationship with. If they don't respect it, you can't get mad at the female. So that's all I'm going to say about the backstory, but to roll it back to the topic and how it happened and the initial thoughts. And I wanted to defend this. I wanted to defend Alex Earl on that sec on that section, but now I'm going to have to send some shots your way, sweetheart. I'm going to have to come at you. Cause she said, I didn't know that he was 17 and he didn't tell me at first. Well, one, there's been plenty of niggas out there that's been screaming that for ages, and that that little excuse never turned out so well for them. And uh, you know, y'all swore you couldn't see how there was a possibility where a nigga could make out with a chick, thought she was 18, but she was not 18. And now she wants to use that as an excuse. And you know what pissed me off? She used that like that was case closed, done. Like, oops, I didn't know. Like, sorry, first time I'm hearing about it. bitch, bitch. There's been niggas, and when I say niggas, I mean real niggas because you white niggas get off. Y'all get three months. We get locked up in that bitch. <laughs> we really be getting locked up for that. Uh, we be gone. Be <laughs> we be gone. So, like, hell no, that's not going to work. But also, I did a little more research. I did a little more digging into this. And apparently, that's not the first time she's hung out with this nigga. Apparently... That sh there are pictures of her and him and his rich ass grandma <laughs> going out to dinner and sitting next to each other. Okay, miss. So you seem to know this nigga pretty well. You don't know that he's not 21. You haven't picked up in conversations that my nigga just went to prom or some shit that he had a high school football game that he was killing it on, which you thought he was at Ohio State. <laughs> so all I'm saying is look you got caught in 4k I'm standing with my nigga Braxton and I want people to come at this bitch like she's a nigga that's all I got yeah say. I mean bro it, it's it's we know how it is and it's a it's a double standard and everything it comes with this stuff and this isn't me like woman hating nothing like that bro it's just what it is bro like like Mike gave you the perspective like you don't owe no loyalties to no girl prior to or like if, if her man want to do something with you and like you don't know this girl you know this like you know this bro like you know this because girls and guys both do it at an equal rate bro it's a normal thing unfortunately like it sucks that it's normal but it's it's um especially in today's day and age and then now she want to come back like you said and try to defend herself saying i don't know him like that it doesn't not even like not even like picking up on little hints bro because like girls always be saying oh you don't pick up my little hints like i wasn't even that like i was having a bad day like how the hell am i supposed to know how the hell am i supposed to know you bro? why don't you tell me you're having a bad day but they always say oh you can't pick up well my girls would pick up on it dog like it's not even it's not even that deep it's the fact you could have easily asked him like yo how old are you actually i asked so many people that 
girl or guy i have like it's not out of a disrespect thing to a girl or it's not a disrespect thing to a guy it's like hey how old are you like when you graduate college when you go to college did you go to college these types of questions are normal bro they are so normal it's so and it goes in casual conversation like to for for her to start making out with another dude like if it was just like off off bat like she was she walked over into the section they just started making out okay that's look hey hey you get it how you live alex girl i respect it and my boy what's his name i can't even get his name what what's that boy's name i'm gonna find it in a second but um my boy, mad respect, bro, because Alice Earl is a ting. I ain't gonna sit here and like cap like she's a ting. Um, I I just Sebastian. don't know like Sebastian. I mean, dude, he got he got that real name. <laughs> he got bro. that he got rich that ass nigga name. Like. He got that name, bro. His name is Sebastian. You, my boy, Old like money. And the thing is, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is like like you said, like if it was a guy, it'd be a freaking. It'd be a freaking house fire bro a whole the, i mean it'd be the world trade center all over again rp uh, but i mean there's like it, it just blows my mind like how do you let it happen and then like and then don't act like you didn't just like fuck the fact that he was underage you still cheated it got caught in 4k <laughs> she don't give a fuck about that part. like she doesn't even give a fuck like i'm like damn like you just left my boy Braxton like, yeah, fuck that. Like, I'm on the I'm on the Dolphins, like the Dolphins vibing. I'm sure he can get along, but I'm you know I don't know how deep the relationship goes. I don't know what's all involved. That's not my place to say. Yeah, like I mean, it's wild to me, bro. Like, I mean, if I'm like, for example, if I'm a guy, like for me, if I cheated on a girl like I was with, rather she she could be my girlfriend of a month, she could be my girlfriend of twenty something years for God, I, for all I care, wife, whatever. Like, I'd at least have the balls to tell her. Or and it, not only tell her but admit it, and be like, "I did this, and it wasn't right of me." That's what I'm trying to let you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, Alex Earl, I can't really fuck with you on that regard. I can defend you, like Mike, like Mike said, on the fact that you got with Braxton off the basically the same way you're doing this shit now. But like, she <laughs> got I a mean, track record. I mean, karma is a bitch, and karma real life is coming through the wit the woodwork right now on your ass so i mean you can't have all the clout and you can't have your cake and eat it too you know what i'm saying so hey shout out you alex earl and shout out sebastian that's my boy uh, <laughs> uh but speaking of i mean just like pop culture in general and like what's been going crazy for the past week at minimum at bare freaking minimum we got to talk about barbie and oppenheimer Got to. Haven't seen either Barbie. one of them, but we got to talk about Barbenheimer. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see Oppenheimer. Definitely want to see it in the IMAX. I had a buddy or two that said they went. This says shit is fucking phenomenal. Um, one of my friends that's really big in the film said it is Christopher Nolan's best, best film, which is saying a lot because he has Dark Knight. He's got Tenet. He's got all these other um, great movies that are out. So let's talk Barbie Oppenheimer. Barbie, Bobby, Barbie Oppenheimer um, combined for one point two billion in box office. Let's just hey, let's can we put that in perspective for a second, Mike? Can we put that in perspective for the people out there that don't understand how much money that is? One point two billion. Let me just put it on stacks for you, because if I had the stacks, I'd show you. Um, 
That is over $999 million and some, just to put it in perspective. And that means it's another $200 million on top of that. So They said um, we made Jay-Z's whole career in a week or so. In a week or so, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and I'm just... And we're in this crossroads as, I mean, this is something that might put it in the dock and um, I'm excited to talk about it because something, like I said, like we, we both haven't seen it before. I'm just going to give you just, just some perspective here before we kind of get into the topic. One, Oppenheimer's budget for this movie to make it was 100 mil. 100 mil. Barbie's. I don't even, they don't even have that up here. Oh, it was 150 million. 150 budget. million, and Barbie has produced 800 of that 1.2. I mean, brother, like, I see, I saw girls out in pink just, bro, like, they're everywhere. It's like a swarm, a swarm, a swarm that wouldn't mind seeing, to be honest, but um, at the same time, a swarm. The question at, at hand here, folks, is, are box office blockbuster movies back? Mike, first thoughts. What do you got to say? Crazy already that it's that much. That's just crazy. Well, off the rip, obviously, what Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbieheimer, Barbieheimer, however you fucking say that shit, what they were able to create and piggyback off of each other for a blockbuster weekend was something that we have not seen since... I want to say since like Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, they really brought marketing movies back to the essence, especially Barbie. I feel like Oppenheimer was able, like, it was off of Chris Nolan. They were able to piggyback off of that name and also did a lot of piggybacking off of the fact that they were dropping the same week as Barbie. But for me, the whole marketing scheme, the whole thing that you want to like really dial into, dissect and figure out how can we make this movie machine keep rolling is pay attention to what Barbie did. What Barbie did was absolutely insane. Well, for starters, they got an actress that really meets the role, which I feel like movies are missing these days. Obviously, you can never go wrong when you cast the beautiful and the great Margot Robbie, the number one actress in the world right now. I don't care what no one says. She is the number one actress in the world. But what a lot of movies are doing is we're seeing a lot of bad casting, too. Seeing a lot of bad casting. They're just getting big names. And obviously, Margot Robbie is a big name, but Margot Robbie fits. And when it fits the mold of what you're trying to do, it almost feels realer than the movie itself it feels like real life people real life like the barbie character that we've always known we we literally got to see it come to life and the marketing that they were doing where they had all the pink they went overboard with the uh barbie mansion and all that stuff and they made it an experience they made people come out want to dress up like them want to just be in this barbie world this barbie it's become a universe they said they're going to make three, four movies off the back of this one movie, which I think is stupid. Like, it should just live in its own realm and just be a nice historic movie. We don't need fucking five, six Barbie shits. What we need, what we need is a goddamn Bratz movie so we can see the real bad bitches strut. 
But that's beside the point. That's beside the point. We're talking about movies. Calm down, Michael. Calm down. Calm down. All right. So, yeah, we, we're talking about Barbie. So, do I think blockbuster movies are back? Eh, I don't really know. I, I would, I'm leaning closer to probably not. I think that that was an outlier because it's performing like outliers. We're seeing uh, a lot of movies that just aren't hitting. But what I do think, and the number one thing I'll take away, and then I want to hear your thoughts, Sterling, um, is what I'm taking away from this is it kind of seems like to me that uh, – we need to go back and really take some risks on some original IP. Both of these movies are original IPs. We are not recreating something. We are not making Snow White with the seven dwarves, even though the seven dwarves are six foot six homeless looking niggas. And you're trying to act like Snow White is this bad boss bitch. That ain't the story, bitch. Create a new story if you want, to, you want her to be a boss bitch. Because Snow White ain't a boss bitch. That ain't what happened. Sorry to break it to you. We need to create original stories, original IP. Yes, Barbie is something that we already knew about and whatnot, but we have never had a movie created from it. And they created it and they had to sit down and think of what would the premise of this movie be. That's what make movies so big and so good back in the day. And it, that's when you get those big hitters. We're tired of seeing a bunch of remakes come up with a good original story and if you can really sell it to the market like that we will flock to the movies when you got a movie like that you want to see it in the theaters you don't want to wait to come on streaming service i mean that's a do you i mean am i wrong in this setting or do you feel like they're that they're kind of um making a they're turning a turn right here in the movie business I think they're trying to push it. I mean, I mean, there's two things that have to happen to even one make this even feasible. You got to get off the, got to get them fucking writers off goddamn strike, bro. Like, oh, I, facts, I, facts. you got to get them off fucking strike. <laughs> like, these are the people that got the talent. Like, you got to pay them. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck about that shit. But like, I mean, you got to pay them. I mean, and secondly, like, the thing is, like you said, the origin, the originality, like. I mean, it directly correlates almost, not directly, indirectly to a degree to back to like Travis Scott and his album in of itself, like how it's original and it's different, even though you use samples like every song does, but there's still original sounds in there as well. It's the same idea, bro. When people hear the same thing over and over again, they get tired of it. Like they get tired of it. And as a human being, we need fresh and new. It's why, to lead to another topic, it's why people cheat. They get bored. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 what it is, bro. It's it is what it is. And I don't want to also side note, don't want to make that an excuse for anybody to cheat, because if if you gotta do that, just break up. But like the thing is, is like I think it was like, like I agree with you. It was phenomenal the way that they 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 uh, one casted it and two marketed it. Um when it comes to marketing, both movies did a great job of doing it. Obviously, for the people out there that hate Japanese people, perfect. Oppenheimer. Pop in there, start hating more Japanese people. Watch Pearl Harbor before I saw TikTok. Guy, guy literally said, I was fucking fuming when I came in there to that Oppenheimer movie. Fuming after he watched Pearl Harbor. Fuming. Oh, my God. And he's like, and it, and it's like, and it's like people were cheering when that shit was happening. Like, fuck yeah. Like, let's go. Like, dude. That shit's real. It's the same thing. Like you have to build anticipation because 
like you said, if it's just Snow White and doing this or like fucking Little Mermaid, oh my god, if I see another Disney remake, I'm gonna shoot up or I'm gonna do something. Like they're coming, bro. They got so many in the woodworks is absolutely disgusting. Bro, it's like brother, I'm tired of seeing this, man. I've been watching damn Little Mermaid since I was a freaking three, brother. Like I need more. Like the the things that make Think of it like business for the people that are listening and kind of like trying to understand where my thought process, maybe even where Michael's is. It's like, think of all the businesses out there. Either there's two things that businesses do to become extremely successful. One, they make a very unique product or service that allows people to connect with it and makes people buy for a decent price. Or two, they remake something, but just way better. There is no other way to put it. Those are the two things that make successful businesses, not make them, but like are key, key parts of a successful business. And it's also the same with successful movies. Either you take something like a comic, for example, like the Avengers, and you make it something better. Or you make something like Barbie or Oppenheimer based off of real things and make a genuine story behind it, a legitimate story and put some drama, uh, dra dramatize it a little bit. And that is what makes people drool. I know that sounds weird to say drool, but that is what people's brains do when they see this type of stuff because our brains go on autopilot. We can't help but keep our eyes on the screen. It is what it is. And if you're attached to something, it's hard to become deep. Detached. It's easy to get attached. It's hard to become detached. That is simple as that. And do I think blockbuster movies are bad? Absolutely fucking not. Uh, because <laughs> people, people, people nowadays want to find money quick and get money quick, and nobody cares about what they do. Nobody enjoys what they do. One of the one of the one spaces, one of the few spaces in the world in terms of professionals that need to enjoy what they do to, to put out great content on a consistent basis is entertainment. If you don't enjoy what you do in the entertainment space, it will not be consistently good. I believe that one that comes with podcasts, movies, shows, whatever you're doing. If you're singing, writing, whatever it is, if you don't enjoy it, it will not be consistent. And I can 100% promise you that. One, that's most things in life in general, but specifically in this industry. And like I said earlier, what can studios really to keep movies alive is to fucking pay the writers, dude. There's nothing you can do. And just because you want to be cheap asses. I mean, LA is expensive to live in, brother. Like, I see these people paying 3500 for rent. Nah, dog. You will not catch me paying that much bread for rent ever. <laughs> ever. I better be in a fucking mansion. Like, I'm not paying that much money to live in a fucking shoebox. Absolutely not. Shoot my feet and call me crippled. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, man, I, 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 think, I think there's a lot of things that can be done. I mean, like, and young minds are coming into the space, which is exciting. And young minds are honestly willing to take lesser pay. So if they don't pay the writers, they're probably thinking, oh, fuck, there'll be some new guys that come in. So... I'm hoping it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and for any of the writers that are listening to this or aspiring writers or aspiring to be in the movie industry in general, let's try some independent films. I really think that like, yeah, we got these hundred million dollar movies and they look beautiful on screen. But what we're forgetting is that what makes a great movie is not how 
expensive and big it looks. It's really the story and the emotions that you're able to drive through that story and the acting and the writing. And it does not take that much money to do that. Obviously, it's going to take like a couple mil, but you know, y'all, y'all are breaded out there. <laughs> Make an independent film. Up, put up front three, four, five million dollars on the front end yeah, and reap on. all the benefits on the back end. Do like uh, Ice Cube did with Friday, and that movie went crazy, you know, and they didn't put that much money into it. You can make movies like this and move a generation with storytelling, genuine acting, and emotion-driven films and upload that bitch to Tubi for all of us to watch it for free. I'm all about that. Let's go. Nah, bro, like for real. And but I, I mean, Michael did say the quality doesn't matter. No, no, no. If that's just in 480p, I'm not fucking watching it. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But, but I get, I understand what he's saying. So yeah, be, be creative, man. Be creative. Be like willing to take a chance on yourself. Bet on yourself, man. A lot of people, there's been a lot of stories over the past five or six years uh, in sports and entertainment and all types of spaces where people have bet on themselves and it has come out so well for them on the back end. So for, like you said, for any aspiring writers, anybody who wants to be in that industry in particular um, or has a dream in itself, bet on yourself, man, because I promise you, if you really bet on yourself and believe that you can do it and put in the work to do so, there's nothing but great result, uh, good, good things that will come from it. I mean, there will be some bad things. You'll probably be broke for a little bit, but like other than that, that's that is what it is you you starve now to fucking feast later bro that's how it is you starve now to feast later that's what a lot of people should be doing and a lot of people don't because we want fast money forex ain't gonna get you there my dog um now there is cutco that shit's out of i saw that shit in costco almost threw up um <laughs> but moving on to our last and final topic of the evening y'all's favorite girl She's back. <laughs> speaking of 600-pound life, y'all's favorite girl. <laughs> so I didn't have to do her like that. I, and I'm not shaming her. I mean, I just, you know. you. I, so Lizzo is being sued for sexual harassment and hostile work environment by her dancers. <laughs> and this is bad because I feel bad for the people who, you know, is on the affecting end. But just hearing that headline alone, like, we <laughs> that could be the whole fucking segment. Just saying the headline and just letting that breathe could be the whole fucking segment on its own. Like, what yes. the fuck? Uh, condolences to the people that are directly affected by this. I definitely um, don't have any. I have no... Um, What's the word I'm looking? There's no tolerance for sexual uh, assault slash harassment or being in a hostile work environment. Those are two things that I don't think people, man or woman, or they, they, him, you know, whatever your pronouns are, should be in. Um, so the accusations of Lizzo forcing her dancers to. <laughs> to eat bananas from sex workers' vaginas. One thing is for sure. When Lizzo is in the headlines, it's always big news. It's always so, big I, news. So, oh my God, dude. I, I don't even know where to start. Like, I 
I don't even know what to say. Wait, first it I, gets it gets better. Can I throw a little tidbit in before we get before we yeah, jump into this? Yeah, let course, me let me throw a little bit. Too. It gets better. So unfortunately, the sexual harassment is not where it ends with the accusations for Lizzo. If you thought that it could not get crazier, allow me to blow your mind real quick. Because there's more. The backup dancers accuse Lizzo of bringing attention to one of the dancers for gaining weight. (laughs) And she fired that dancer for gaining weight, son. Whoa. I'm sorry. Look, look, for the specifically the ladies out there. Specific I'm talking to y'all, man, and I love you. You know, I love I love all women. I really, really do. I genuinely do. But y'all have touted this woman as being the absolute mecca for what women empowerment should be, right? Like genuinely. And I think women empowerment is sexy. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. But y'all's fucking champion. Lizzo went out and find somebody for being overweight. Has she looked in the fucking mirror? Let's just be honest. I'm not even trying to be that guy, but like, let's be fucking honest. Like, don't you don't do that type of shit. And then on top of the sexual harassment and then eating bananas from sex workers' vaginas, bro. Like, dude, what are you trying to do? Like, you trying to full on demean these people? Like, is that what makes her smile when she comes out into her like press conferences and stuff? I think that's what makes her happy. Like she That's might be one of those demented motherfuckers. She and might be one of those demented motherfuckers. And they were Amsterdam vaginas. Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was from Amsterdam. They were from Amsterdam. But like the balls on this woman, man. The balls on this woman to stand for, but like, there's nothing I can't stand more than a fucking flat out hypocrite. Like a flat out. Like you can be a like everyone's a little bit hypocritical, even no matter how honest you are. You are a little bit hypocritical because like people give advice and they don't take it. They don't take it for themselves. Same thing. It's like, oh, it's easier said than done. All that same shit. You know, don't fucking sit here and try to tell me, oh, you need to lose weight, bitch. I'm going to fine you. No, uh, uh-uh. I would have I would have tore her ass up if I was that dancer. I would have tore her ass. I would have lost my job that day. hundred percent. So you already making me eat shit out of vaginas, bro. I ain't about to stand for somebody that that's literally could stand on the scale and break the shit. I'm not gonna stand for that. I'm not gonna stand for that. The, the like, number one takeaway that everyone should have here that I really want every that I want everyone to take away from there is you gotta stop putting celebrities on pedestals. Enjoy you their own on a pedestal, but that shit will break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that y'all are gonna put. Lizzo on the pedestal of all people to put on the pedestal. I hope that y'all, I hope that every person that put her on that pedestal chipped in so you got the most stainless steel, titanium, vibranium, Wakanda vibranium fucking pedestal. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm getting carried away. But (laughs) my point is, you got to stop putting these celebrities on the pedestal because the the reason is, is you got to enjoy their art Enjoy what they're giving to you from the profession standpoint. And you can put that on a pedestal, but y'all are y'all are literally worshiping and putting these people that you don't know. You don't know these people. You see some interviews, you think they know them. You think they don't know that they're on camera? 
You think they don't know 3 million people are listening to them? You think they're not inclined to say the best thing that's possibly should be said in that situation? You think Lizzo is not going to go? You think Lizzo's just going to be like, she's going to come on interview. Yeah, I actually like making my dance workers eat vaginas out of Amsterdam bitches pussies. And, you know, uh, I might be big, but this one girl gained five pounds. And I was like, hell no. Nah, what the fuck you think you is? The new Lizzo? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you think she's about to say that? On an interview, nah, she's going to be on some woman empowerment bullshit. She want all y'all to love her. That's what she's going to be on. But you don't know these people. You haven't met them. You haven't talked to them. You weren't able to touch them. Um, you might, you don't have to get too close to touch Lizzo, but you could touch her probably. <laughs> but all I'm saying is just let it be. Just enjoy them as... Uh, creators of whatever they're creating but let's leave their the human the person behind the artist or the celebrity let's leave them out of it and stop putting them on these pedestal guys you, you gotta stop because i'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now all these celebrity niggas be on some weird shit bro if you got that much money and power you're gonna be on some weird shit most of y'all people out here listening to this don't even know what you're capable of if given money and power, and you're probably not going to know because you're probably not going to get the money and power to do so. But if you were given that, you have no clue what you're capable of doing. And that's the scary part. Bro, I just want to, I just want to put, I got, I got, I'm about to fucking go in. Um, first things first, when Lizzo is a women, uh, a woman's empowerment or a body, body positivity advocate. Fuck all that bullshit. That's a lie. Next. Two, two, two. This woman weighs over three hundred pounds. They just congratulated her for losing fifty. Nah, you ain't an NFL fucking lineman. Get the fuck out of here. Third, you are not about to make other people dance for you because you can't dance for longer than thirty five seconds without going for a glass of water and out of breath. Uh uh. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I don't care if you went to went to look. I got her whole shit pulled up. I don't care if you went to the University of Houston. You ain't no you are not Megan this Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion, she know what she's doing and she all natural. They said, oh, she lost all that weight without liposuction. No shit, it'd be easy to lose that much fucking weight. That's fucked up, bro. It's fucked up as hell. It is fucked up, man. It's it's flat out fucked up. Can you imagine like, being I, the dancer that was getting body shamed for putting on a couple of weight? Like, how do you like how do you react to that? Like, wait, you talking to me? <laughs> I'll be like, wait, you talking to me? Like, there ain't no way in hell I'm putting up with that bullshit. No way in hell at all. Nah, man, it's 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 just it's just the flat out, flat out hypocritical like bullshit. And it's like, dude, I'm like I said, I'm all about women's rights, women's you know positivity, all that good stuff. But like, don't sit here and try to do that type of shit, and then say that, and then be a complete different person somewhere else when you get exposed by the people that you work with. Nah, it's a it's just a whole can of worms that i really would love to open up but i'd be here for an hour i could sit here on a soapbox on my own on this shit because yeah like i've been i've personally been blessed with being a little bit slender for, for a long period of time without having certain certain stuff affect me but the thing is i don't go around shaming people for being their, their way i just go around people be like this like this type of shit like don't do that bro like that's just this flat out because if she wants somebody to give her a reality check, I'll fucking give it to her, bro. I'll give it to her. Look, she could call me up like, "Hey, I need a reality check." I'll get it. Like I will give it. And, and you know, one of the things is like it's funny because 
I understand that like people are different. I understand people make mistakes. I understand that things happen. Um, but this didn't seem like it was a one-off thing. Like, hey, um, I need you to do that banana thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one. Mm-hmm. And just look at you like you crazy. Like, it it just flat out disgusts me. She might be one of the aliens that the the guy was talking about. Yeah, um, when he said they're making us do disgusting things, they were talking about Lizzo the whole time. <laughs> you don't want to know what they're making us do out here. Oh my god, no, but, that's some sick shit, yo. You want to watch niggas eat bananas out of bitches' pussy, yo? Like, what do you get out? That's some like, nah, I can't kink shame because no, you know everyone's okay. got their kinks. So, but yeah. still, you really just out here. <laughs> Forcing your dancers to do that shit, bro. That's some wild shit. I mean, I mean, is depending that, is on that, the, I mean, like, depending on who the sex worker is. Well, I mean, she's a sex worker, but if it was just a random girl, I'd be like, "Where the banana ass shit?" Fuck. <laughs> 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 no, nah, man. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a wild thing to think about. I mean. I believe that, you know, there's right and wrong, and this is one of those wrong things, and, like, it's just, like, I, I just don't understand how you even, like, combat that. Like, how do you even, like, say, oh, like, I didn't mean it like that. Like, what the fuck can you say? Like, what can you say? You can look at it like, oh, my God, I didn't mean that. No. I don't you know how you bodied. come back from that. I think she's going to get the Ellen treatment as soon as all that shit came out about how Ellen was... A bad employer and had a hostile work environment everything went downhill um it's gonna be hard for him to come back for that now she might drop another I hope hit she, i hope i don't no, no 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 i hope everything in the worst i hope people do not put her back up on that pedestal because it done broke she's been standing <laughs> on it it's been struggling for years bro y'all it finally broke it finally broke that little wooden pedestal you get your, your your grandma got in her house that little wooden one it broke it finally gave way it finally you gonna gave have way, to go back God. to africa and find that vibranium because the wooden one is just not in the woodworks anymore no pun yeah intended. man well i <laughs> <laughs> my 600 pound life yeah so and that was our little prelude to our 600 pound life and here is the commercial for our next episode <laughs> and to um, our sponsor <laughs> and to our sponsor um what is it uh what was that what's that one uh fucking weight loss shit that's like the the meals um do you know what i'm talking about it's like back in the day it used to be up on tv at like late at night all the time <laughs> no no I have no clue. Fuck, man. Uh, weight or is weight, weight Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers, okay. Yeah, yeah. Weight Watchers coming through. And your Weight Watch trainer is Lizzo. Don't know how that's going. So our work, sponsor, but... Weight Watchers, with uh, celebrity guest host Lizzo, and our other sponsor, Tyrone, on the corner of the street. Shout out to the crack <laughs> epidemic. We out here getting all the sponsors, baby. <laughs> but yeah man that's it's just a wild thing man it's 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 been a crazy that this week was it's been crazy man. fun week week's been fun wild. week i i uh, i'm glad that everyone listening tuned in and was rocking with us tonight um this was a very very interesting week lizzo lizzo was a perfect way to end this topic and utopia was a perfect way to start this pod 
Um, but I wanted to say something. Go ahead, say, before. say. You might, you might be, you might, you might have had it lined up for the outro, but my friend Michael here sent me a a message today via text message, and it said. As my phone loads, because I have an iPhone 12. Don't call me a broke boy. I just want to upgrade. Um, to be a 1% podcaster, for the folks that have been listening since day dot, I appreciate you all for real. You have to upload 21 podcasts. This, by the way, if you guys didn't know, last week was our 20th episode. This is our 21st. 90% don't go past. 9% don't, don't go past 20. That being said, we were Talking about 1% niggas, ladies, looking at them right here. We so, practice what we preach, ladies. Absolutely, we practice. And we're men of commitment. Man of commitment. Yep, we, com we commit. Black men don't cheat. Black men you don't gotta cheat. Black don't crack unless we smoke it. Shout out to the crack epidemic. You already know. So appreciate y'all tuning in with us tonight. Everyone, make sure you like subscribe follow leave a comment five stars on spotify apple music wherever you're listening just uh just go ahead and join the community man we're trying to build a community so join up you don't have to worry about it. like we said we're the one percent we're the one percent you you could go listen to another podcast but they're probably going to be down and out after the first one 90 percent stop at the first episode why are you going to listen to them most of them don't hit 20 why are you going to listen to them you can guarantee that we're going to be here. We at 21. We're here to stay. We're in the 1%. So come rock with us. Like and subscribe. Them, follow. Hit the notification bell. All that bullshit. For all the fellas out there listening. Listen. She only want a 1% man. They only want a 1% man. And who else to hear that from than a couple 1% niggas. You heard it here first. We gave you the statistics. We've been preaching it since day one, and now we're some 1% uh, niggas, and we want y'all to be 1% niggas with us. So quit your bitching and get your bread up. For all the ladies out there listening, guess what, sweetie? He don't want you. Move on. And I know when I say that, that I'm hitting home on some of you females. Y'all sitting there like, damn, goddamn, like, why won't it? No, he don't want you, sweetie. Move on. But. Let me be the one to remind you, you are still beautiful. You're still powerful and will always love you. It's Much the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.